Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. 2024 presidential race takes shape. We'll look at the possibility of another Biden versus Trump showdown. By political founder John Harris joins us live at 515. And on Wall Street, the Dow picks up five. The Nasdaq down 76. The S&P down 19. It's five o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Steele. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg and other federal officials met with railroad union presidents today to talk about the toxic train derailment in Ohio. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre. You've heard from Secretary Buttigieg. You've heard from the EPA administrator speak to how we're going to hold Norfolk, uh, Suffolk um, uh, accountable. The meeting comes as senators introduced a new bill aimed at preventing future train disasters. Meantime, crews are searching for survivors of a deadly train crash that killed dozens in Greece. CBS's Ian Lee has details. The passenger train packed with college students slammed head-on into a freight train late last night. This passenger says, we heard a big bang. It was 10 nightmare seconds. As we were turning over, we were burning. There was fire right and left. Authorities arrested the station master in charge of signals on the tracks and detained at least two more people for questioning. Closing arguments are done for the day in Alec Murdoch's murder trial. CBS's Nikki Batiste. Jurors in the Alec Murdoch murder trial visited the sprawling South Carolina property where his wife and son were killed 20 months ago. The defense wanted them to see the kennel area as well as the outside of the main house. He was at the scene with the victims minutes before they died and lied to everyone who would listen about it. Afterwards, closing arguments began. They're expected to continue tomorrow. The nation's fentanyl crisis was front and center today on Capitol Hill. Retired DEA agent Derek Maltz. Where the hell is the Department of Education? Where are the public service announcements? Why can't the White House team up with professional athletes and celebrities to get video reels to the kids on social media? Because that's what they'll see. He says the military could also crack down on the drug at the border. Parts of the busy grapevine in Southern California are shut down today because of snow and ice. KCAL's Tina Patel is there. The conditions along the grapevine keep changing. There are moments where the sun comes out, but then the snow starts falling again. And that's why there's no estimate on when the freeway will reopen. A royal eviction's going down in London. CBS's Steve Futterman. It's the latest royal drama. Prince Harry and Meghan have been told to vacate their five-bedroom home, Frogmore Cottage, on the grounds of Windsor Castle. It was given to them by the late Queen Elizabeth. Reports in London suggest the decision was made by King Charles. And who will move in? Those same reports say it will likely be the king's disgraced brother, Prince Andrew. But it may not matter. Harry and Meghan now live in California anyways. The Dow added five points today. This is CBS News. Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Liberty Mutual Insurance. It's 5.03, Wednesday evening, March 1st, 2023. 54 degrees outside our studios, going down to the low 40s. Good evening, I'm Gigi Barnett. And I'm Sean Anderson. Our top local story this hour is about the effort to provide free metro bus service in D.C. this summer. There's a problem. D.C.'s chief financial officer says... Now, there's been a drop in tax revenue, and it's no longer clear where the money for the free bus service will come from. 
But two members of the D.C. Council who've strongly pushed this plan say it's up to them to decide who will supply the money. The latest estimates actually remove the funding set aside for Metrobus, leading to a blistering statement from D.C. Council Chair Phil Mendelson and Ward 6 Councilman Charles Allen. Mendelson is asking for the legal basis behind the CFO's writing out of the funding in the report. Meanwhile, Allen says in the same statement it's the council's job to make spending decisions and accuse the CFO of repeatedly underestimating city revenue by hundreds of millions of dollars. But D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser, who raised questions about the proposal last year, says her budget will reflect the reality of the situation. It's never a good idea to spend money you don't have, that you haven't even collected. John Dome in WTOP News. We have an update on the shooting death of a 13-year-old boy uh, in D.C. earlier this year. The child was accused of breaking into cars on the morning that he was shot. And then there was a period of weeks in which the accused shooter was not charged despite loud calls from the community. And now a grand jury has indicted Jason Lewis. Lewis is pleading not guilty to the murder of 13-year-old Karan Blake, who was killed January 7th. The Department of Parks and Recreation employee told prosecutors he woke up in the early morning hours that day to see teens breaking into cars along his street in Northeast. And armed with a registered handgun, police say Lewis fired a shot at the Kia the teens ran to before shooting at Blake, who was running toward him. In a previous hearing, Lewis's attorney said he acted in self-defense. A grand jury moved quickly to indict the 41-year-old on second-degree murder while armed, committed against a minor charges, as well as gun charges. He's in court again next week. Megan Cloherty, WTOP News. Former Wyoming Republican Congresswoman Liz Cheney has a new job. She'll be a professor at the University of Virginia Center for Politics, doing guest lectures and taking part in research. She'll do that until the end of the fall semester this year. Cheney took a strong stand against former President Trump and served as a vice chair of the January 6th House Committee. She lost her primary election in Wyoming last year to a Trump-backed challenger. It's 5.06. The controversial tenure of Virginia's school chief is ending after a little more than a year. The Commonwealth Superintendent of Public Instruction, Jill uh, Jillian Balow, uh, has turned her resignation to Governor Glenn Youngkin. Uh, Ballow, I think it's pronounced, came to Virginia after serving as state superintendent of schools in Wyoming. She was the face of Youngkin's effort, efforts to overhaul the education center, a system rather. Atif Carney says is a former Virginia secretary of education. It's really, really disruptive. And this resignation, I think, is just one form of instability, one example of the instability we're seeing at the state level right now. Uh, uh, Ballo says uh, she got a lot of backlash over issues such as the treatment of transgender students and revising the state standards for history education. Then the Department of uh, Education in Virginia admitted a major error in calculating state aid for K through 12 schools, which is leaving some schools with less money than first anticipated. 506, the big announcement today from the National Park Service on when we can expect D.C.'s famous cherry blossoms to be in peak bloom this year. The projected dates are... March 22nd through the 25th. With some drama, that's Jeff Reinbold, superintendent of the National Mall and Memorial Parks, announcing the prediction for this year's peak bloom. It's roughly two weeks earlier than normal due to warmer-than-normal temperatures this winter. Reinbold tells WTOP. We didn't have a winter dormancy this year for the trees, which really is kind of confusing for the trees, and it makes it very difficult to predict when the peak bloom is going to occur. Peak bloom is when 70% of the blossoms along the tidal basin have flowered. In the district, Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. Coming up after traffic and weather. D.C. and Montgomery County, I, an area they have in common. I'm Jeff Glabel. It's 5.08.
Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only fifty nine dollars. Michael and Son. Time for traffic and weather on the 8th and when it breaks. Let's go to a busy Dave Dildine in the WTOP Traffic Center. Yeah, in Howard County, southbound on I-95, traffic is jammed from the airport through Elkridge toward Columbia. The response to a crash, an earlier car fire, and the fire in the woods on 95 South near 175, blocking first the left lanes and then the fire engines blocking the right lane near 175 on 95 South. BW Parkway, no incidents, but it's slow both ways between 175 and 198 and near 495 as well and on the beltway through maryland and virginia it's a very slow afternoon warm weather more traffic that's the rule of thumb around here and that goes for i-270 and I-66 and 395 from D.C. into Virginia. In Stafford County on 95, southbound traffic very heavy and slow from Garrisonville past Centerport Parkway where a crash happened in the right lane. In the district, 295 loaded up with rush hour traffic through southeast and northeast. And in northwest, it is a tour bus involved in an incident northbound on 16th Street uh, north of Arkansas Avenue at Upshur Street, the right side was blocked. Northbound drivers were negotiating with southbound drivers on 16th Street and taking turns getting by. Traffic brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union, proud to serve members of the armed forces, DOD, veterans and their families, the members of the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. A mixed bag of weather on this first day of March, and it's all headed our way. Here's Storm Team 4 meteorologist uh, Mike Sinniford. There is a warm front coming our way. We're going to range from partly cloudy to mostly cloudy tonight. After midnight, we might see a little bit of light rain. Our lows lower 40 suburbs, upper 40s near the district. A light shower early on Thursday, then clearing breezy and warmer. Highs upper 60s to lower 70s. A cold rain moves in on Friday. Highs will be in the mid to upper 40s. Rain will end on Saturday. Skies will stay mostly cloudy and breezy. It'll be in the low to mid 50s for a high. Sunshine and breezy on Sunday. Highs mid to upper 50s. I'm Storm Team 4 Meteorologist Mike Stinniford. Couldn't ask for a better start to the month of March in meteorological spring. We've got sunny skies all around. Temperatures in the upper 50s in many spots. Uh, we've hit 55 in Silver Spring. We're at 55 Fort Belvoir. 56 in downtown D.C., and it's all brought to you by Long Fence. Save 20% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. Money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. Let's head to Jeff Claybaugh. Delta Airlines Pilots Union has approved a contract for pilots that comes with a 34% pay raise over the next four years. It covers 15,000 pilots, United American and Southwest Unions are still negotiating. General Motors is cutting hundreds of salary jobs, part of ongoing cost cutting. But GM did tell employees these cuts were performance-based after employee performance reviews. The D.C. Council and Montgomery County Council are considering a joint business improvement district for Friendship Heights and Chevy Chase, Maryland, an unusual cross-jurisdictional move. Developers currently have more than a billion dollars in redevelopment projects in that area in the works. The Dow ended the day up just five points. The S&P 500 index down 19. The NASDAQ down 76. That's a half percent. Jeff Clayball. 
WTOP News. Money News brought to you by Amtrak. Amtrak knows sustainable travel. Their electric trains produce up to 83% fewer greenhouse gas emissions than driving. Book your ride to a greener future at Amtrak.com. Coming up on WTOP, a lot of fascinating things are going on in next year's presidential race already. We've just started. We'll talk to Politico co-founder John Harris in just a few. It's 5-11. In order for small businesses to thrive, they need to be smart, efficient, agile, staying ahead of the market at every turn, and finding ways to do more with less. That's never been more important than it is right now. So for a limited time, Comcast Business is introducing small business savings, a deal for companies across the country. When you call in now, you can get powerful internet for just $39 a month for 12 months. $39 a month with no annual contract and a money-back guarantee. All on the largest, fastest, reliable network for small businesses with the company that powers more businesses than anyone else. So if you're a small business owner, don't wait. Call and get started today. Comcast Business. Powering possibilities. Offer ends 321-23. Restrictions apply. New Comcast Business 50 megabits per second internet customers only. Requires EcoBill and AutoPay. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra and subject to change. Call or go online for details. After promo, regular rate supply. Hiring the right talent is my number one priority for my growing company. I used to believe that if you post it, they will come was the only way to recruit new employees. However, after months of being ghosted by candidates and having more empty chairs than employees made me fire the dot-coms and reach out to 2060 Digital. Their team of experts created and managed a custom marketing strategy to help me reach and hire the best candidates for my growing company. Their social media experts created ads that highlighted our facility. Their email experts developed A-B testing strategies to find the best time to reach them. And the best part, 2060 Digital is a Google Premier Partner. So when my audience searched for available jobs online, we topped our competitors in search engines. See what they can do for you by visiting 2060digital.com. 2060 Digital, building campaigns that connect. A quick look at the top top stories we're working on here at WTOP. Attorney General Merrick Garland on the congressional hot seat over the fentanyl crisis. And new frustrations for those suffering from Havana syndrome. The government says a foreign power is likely not to blame. Keep it here on WTOP for full details on these stories in the minutes ahead. And we'll talk to John Harris of Politico in one minute. Do you own a business, run a nonprofit? You need a reliable bank to count on for time-saving financial transactions. I'm Patricia Farrick, president of FVC Bank. Your search for banking convenience is over. FVC Bank is your bank to count on for financial transactions that save time, deliver results, and give peace of mind. Visit FVCBank.com. That's FVCBank.com. Member FDIC. Thompson Creek Window Company designs, builds, and installs replacement windows that are built specifically for our climate. Without the middleman markup, you get high-quality windows at an affordable price direct from their local factory. It's our biggest sale of the year with 25% off all windows and doors, plus no interest until October 2024. Save even more with new tax credits from the government. See ThompsonCreek.com for details. Call 855-57-CREEK today. you need every time you listen. WTOP News. It's 514. I'm Gigi Barnett. And I'm Sean Anderson. Thanks for being with us. Campaign 2024.
2024 on WTOP, First Lady Jill Biden tipped her hand in a big way this past week, saying that all that's left to do before Joe Biden launches a re-election campaign is to find the time and the place to make the announcement. And on the Republican side, we're still waiting for some more shoes to drop, including an announcement from Florida Governor Ron DeSantis that he may be getting in the fray. Well, joining us live on Skype, Politico founding editor John Harris. John, great to have you back. Thank you so much. Good afternoon, Sean. So uh, anything is still possible. Let's start with President Biden. Are you seeing plenty of signs that President Biden is indeed ready to run again? You know, that was a big hint, as you mentioned in the run up uh, that Jill Biden in that interview says, look, she certainly supports his running uh, and uh, uh, you know, indicating that he will. And I think what we have to acknowledge is, first off, uh, this is presidential politics, so a lot of things can change rapidly. But the most likely scenario in both parties is a rematch of the 2020 race. Mm, having said that, uh, and now that, you know, we, on the Republican side, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, uh, we're waiting for him. He may jump in. What do you make of polls that show that he right now doesn't have the momentum and the person who does is Donald Trump? That's right. And the thing I would caution with any polls, really, this is at any time up until actual voting, but it's certainly true uh, 18 months out, which is uh, you've got to take these polls with a more than a grain uh, with a whole shovel full of salt. Uh, They're going to bounce all around. But there's uh, uh, not just one poll, but four polls that show uh, among Republicans. President Trump, former President Trump, does remain the most popular Republican, and he's got real bases of support. So if somebody like Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis, who's been getting a lot of publicity earlier, is going to knock him off, they're going to really have to have a theory of the case as to how they can peel away certain parts of his voters. I'd say in particular, um, uh, 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 whites with only a high school education, uh, lower down the, the income and education level. President Trump is incredibly solid with that group. John, there was a lot of talk in the previous months about how many potential, uh, quote, anti-Trump Republicans would run. People like Larry Hogan or Tim Scott, uh, uh, politicians like that. Do you see them entering the race, creating a large field or are maybe they're willing to back off here? What are you seeing in your crystal ball? You know, not many people who are uh, ambitious or uh, enough to think of themselves as a potential president are likely to back off. Um, but I do think almost every Republican acknowledges the reality that in a crowded field, uh, President Trump could uh, could emerge more easily as the person with the most votes, even if he doesn't command majority support. But I expect plenty of people will uh, stir the pot, they'll express interest, and I imagine a bunch will get in. What will be interesting is if, if they don't, by the end of this year, seem to be breaking through, how many of them will drop off in deference to that logic? Look, it's got to be one or at the most two people who, who make the case within the Republican Party against President Trump. If there's a dozen of us, none of us are going anywhere. All right, John, that's political co-founder John Harris. WTOP at 518. And we've got traffic and weather on the 8th. Dave Dildine in the WTOP Traffic Center. Fair Lakes, Fairfax, new crash on the 66 Service Road for the Fairfax County Parkway. It's on the eastbound Service Road. 66 main lanes not affected, but they're crowded the other way, westbound near the Fairfax and Centerville exits. And a lot of controlled access highways are close to capacity this afternoon. A lot of driving happening in the mild weather, and we expect that this time of the year, especially on the warmer weather days. More traffic on the Beltway, longer volume delays, but no incidents blocking on 495. 95, it's a different matter, but in Stafford County, at least, southbound, after Centerport Parkway, all lanes are open at that crash. Delays, of course, remain. 
In Howard County, Maryland, it is a different story. Southbound on 95, it is jammed from the airport through Elkridge. Near 175, it started as a car fire, one into the trees off in the woods. The left side is blocked, and then a crash happened on the right side between the exit ramps for 175. So everybody's shifting over to the center and the right to get by southbound on 95, and very slowly. 270 northbound, slowest from Rockville through Gaithersburg, but opportunities for northbound slowing beyond Clarksburg as well. 50 from Bowie to the Bay Bridge, no delays. That's one of the few exceptions. It's pretty congested in the district on the freeways from I-295 to 695 to 395 and even outbound on the 66 Potomac Freeway in northwest. Northbound on 16th Street beyond Arkansas Avenue had a bus stopped along the right side of the northbound lanes. Dave Daldine, WTOP Traffic. All right, and let's head now to Storm Team 4 meteorologist Mike Sinniford. Mike, some mild uh, March weather on this first day of March, but that might change. Uh, that is going to change. A big warm-up tomorrow, then a big cool-down on Friday as our rather varied weather pattern continues. We're going to stay mostly sunny for the next few minutes. The sun's down at 6.01 this evening. Later tonight, the skies will cloud up as a warm front comes our way. After midnight, a chance of some rain. Our lows will be in the 40s across the entire region. An early shower tomorrow, the sky will clear behind the warm front. It'll turn breezy and much warmer. Our highs upper 60s to lower 70s. The warmth does not last, though. A cold rain rolls in on Friday with highs in the mid to upper 40s. Rain will end early in the day on Saturday. Maybe some afternoon sunshine. Breezy with highs in the low to mid 50s. Right now, Warrington 61, Frederick 61, and Sean and Gigi, it's 55 at Reagan National. All right, Mike, thanks. All brought to you by Len the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Coming up on WTOP, a new development on whether the man convicted of murdering RFK will get parole. It's 521. The Greater Washington Board of Trade is the most established and credible regional organization representing businesses, universities, governing entities, and social organizations with the goal of inclusive, sustainable growth. Here is current chair Jermaine Johnson, PNC Bank Regional President, with important regional business insights for 2023. This is Jermaine Johnson, Regional President of PNC Bank. We have over 2,200 PNC employees who live, work, and play here in Greater Washington and across the state of Virginia. Our workforce manages through the transportation issues, high cost of living, infrastructure challenges, and concerns about the best education for our children of all ages. As chair of the Board of Trade, I believe these are the same challenges you face at your companies. They are some of the issues that will shape our region's future, issues we are working on intently to support our business community. For more information, go to BOT.org. When buying and selling a home, there is no need to stress. Be confident. This is Dave Johnson, and believe me, you can be confident with Jennifer Young of Jennifer Young Homes. Jennifer and her team, the marketing approach gave me confidence, sold my home in days with multiple offers, and Jennifer's guaranteed sale program. That can give you confidence to go ahead and make an offer on a new home without fear of getting stuck with two mortgages, because Jennifer can guarantee to sell your home at price and deadline you agree to, or she'll buy it herself. So go ahead, connect with Jennifer at 877-611-SELL or online at JenniferYoungHomes.com. This is WTOP News. It's 522. 
A California panel has denied parole for Robert F. Kennedy assassin Sirhan Sirhan. His lawyer, Angela Berry, says the parole board decided that the 78-year-old prisoner still lacks insight into what caused him to shoot the senator and presidential candidate back in 1968. Berry says she believes Sirhan has shown that awareness, however, and that his psychiatrists have said for decades that he is unlikely to reoffend. A different California parole board uh, two years ago voted to release Sirhan, but Governor Gavin Newsom rejected the decision. Newsom said Sirhan has not taken responsibility for a crime that changed American history. 523, you may be hearing more these days about talk about four-day work weeks and what it could mean for the employees. It's a new idea being considered by companies and it would shrink the work week from 40 hours to 32. And for some organizations, it's been working. We're seeing, um, you know, paperwork and unnecessary meetings going away. Professor Christopher Case teaches management at George Washington University and says it's resulted in less stress and more productivity. Overall, there seems to be a lot of positives around adopting a four-day work week. There's currently a proposed bill in Maryland that would offer tax incentives for companies open to making the switch. And I think the District of Columbia to be competitive is going to have to adopt either some tax credits or some kinds of incentives to bring the four-day work week to, to the city. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. Well, we recently told you about improvements coming to Dulles Airport. As it turns out, BWI Thurgood Marshall Airport is now getting in on some of that action. We've learned that that airport is going to receive $38 million from the federal government. Maryland lawmakers say the airport's largest baggage handling system will be completely revamped. You can also expect large spaces for concessions and larger improved restrooms. Well, a change is coming next week for those of you who travel across the Bay Bridge. Starting March 6th, during times when there's two-way traffic on the westbound span, drivers will experience the bridge's new automated lane closure system on the western shore along Route 50. The new system is designed to enhance safety for you and for the workers by replacing use the use of barrels to close off lanes with overhead signals and other features. Full color message signs will start two and a half miles before the Bay Bridge on eastbound 50. and giving drivers more notice than ever of brain, a bridge lane closures ahead. Sports at 25 and 55. Powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. George Wallace, what you got? All right, let's talk capital, shall we? They're back on the ice tonight in Anaheim, but again have made a trade today. Trade deadline coming up Friday afternoon. At 3 o'clock, and they have traded away Lars Eller, who uh, scored the Stanley Cup clinching goal back in 2018. He has been traded to Colorado for a second-round pick in the 2025 NHL draft. So now the Capitals have 25 picks in the next three drafts, and they may not be done. They have till Friday afternoon, just after 3 o'clock. Wizards off after beating the Hawks last night. Still 10th in the Eastern Conference, 11 of the next 16 at home. Down a level college basketball. Men's side tonight. Maryland men on the road at Ohio State. Just two games left in this regular season. Georgetown is at Creighton tonight. GW plays. George Mason also in action later on this evening. VCU wrapped up the top seed for the upcoming A-10 tournament with the win last night. ACC Women's Tournament this afternoon in Greensboro, Wake Forest with the win over uh, Virginia. Former Georgia Bulldog star Jalen Carter and one of the top prospects in the upcoming NFL draft has been charged with reckless driving and racing in conjunction with the crash 
They killed a teammate and recruiting staff member last month. He was scheduled to speak at the Combine today, but he has since left Indianapolis. George Wallace, WTOP Sports. Thank you, George. Ahead on WTOP after traffic and weather, the latest on Ukraine. From the American perspective, as our national security correspondent, J.J. Green, has interviewed John Kirby, who handles communications for the National Security Council. We'll hear what they all have to say. 526. Meet the new Congress. This profile brought to you by the American Bankers Association. Florida Congresswoman Laurel Lee is a former federal prosecutor and a former judge. 